You ready to start? I haven't pressed pause on Always Sunny yet to give the give the listeners a little taste. For those wondering, this is the uh, it is uh, Sweet D gets audited by the IRS. Yeah, well, Sweet D um, ran a scam where she was a member of the transgender woman and the black guy. Yeah. Um, she was their surrogate, and they paid her 30 Gs, and she didn't report it to the uh, IRS, and it's a whole thing. And then they're also trying to democratize the bar. Uh, There's not <clears> – <throat> I think what makes Always Sunny – I don't know that the writing is that good, but they commit everything they do. Right. They are 100% committed. Right. It, it's truth. Well, of course, the writing is better than most, but it's not. We're not talking like David. I, I don't think there's much writing. I think it's a sketch of a scene. They're yeah, like, go. and they're like, okay, you react. Yeah, I want to see you go ape shit. Whatever right. it is, yeah, right, yeah. There's like a. They've been they've been with each other for how many seasons now? They're almost fifteen. The fifteenth is getting ready yeah, to drop so in a week. Fifteen fucking oh my god! Fifteen years. <laughs> Sixteen because they took it last year off. So I was, and they were friends before, except for D. They didn't know D before, but they were friends before. I was thirty years old when they started. I was twenty. I was two thousand five when they started. Um, so I'd have been twenty five, getting ready to turn twenty six at the end of the year. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> God, and they're still going, and there's no sign that they're going to stop. Right. It's the best. It is the best. Okay. Kratom's in. Kratom's in. Kratom is in. Kratom <laughs> is in. I think so. <laughs> Pretty good. Uh, we have fun. <clears throat> so, did a show without me, did you? Yeah. Well, it, I'm that, kidding. I don't care. I know you don't care, but what happened was they couldn't get here tonight. Mm-hmm. You couldn't get there last night. Right. And I just forgot to tell you that we were going to do two. What I was going to do was tack this one onto the end of that one. Then I realized I forgot to put one out on Thanksgiving because what we usually put one out for Thanksgiving for the uh, loners and the despots and all those people that we have listening to us. Despots. So, so we have they have somebody to listen to. Right. But I forgot the to do shut-ins. that. So yeah, so they're getting two episodes. Shelly Shuttyan. We're getting two episodes this week, baby. And last well, night's episode was a banger. Well, really the ironic part about it was, though, is that I could have done last night's show. You, But you had to sleep because you were working. Well, no, that's the thing. I didn't tell you because I thought we were settled on the next day. Oh, my bad. No, it's fine. But what happened was is I got forced one day. I worked one day another, and I worked two holidays. So I had another. They, your union, do you get paid like time and a half or double on holidays? Double time and a half. Double time and a half. Yeah, when you work, when you work so, on that day, you get double time and a half. Even if you're you're scheduled at your regular schedule. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. You get, a, you get a lot of money. I mean, it, we 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 calculated as like seventy five dollars an hour. So, um, yeah, it's pretty great. I love that job. Um, but um, one thing I don't like is forcing. So I got forced one day, but then one of the furnaces went down. So. I had a midnight shift where I was going to have to come home, go back out and work a 16 hour day, finish up today. They had let a bunch of people go home that the night before. So I was like, man, after all this, I don't need that shift. I was like, I was like, do you guys need me? And indeed they didn't. Yeah, and so, indeed I went home. So yeah. you, so you, what you got off yesterday at four and you could have been here anyway. Yeah. Fuck. I'm sorry. That's okay. But I, I just, I thought I, I didn't, I didn't think to say anything. 
because I was like, well, we're just going to do the show tomorrow. So, you know, I just didn't think to say anything. So Yeah, they had um, Thanksgiving with her parents or some shit. Who mm. gives a shit? Who cares about them? Fuck them. They're gay. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's the best. <laughs> anyway, let's play the song. Episode 360. Can you believe it? It's like a big slam dunk by uh, Michael Jordan. It sure is. Or Michael W. Smith. <laughs> he was a hooper back in his day, I'm sure. <laughs> was it? Michael Jai White. Yeah, he was Spawn. Yeah, he's a, uh, mix, a, he a was, martial artist. He was briefly in uh, the Dark Knight the Dark Knight movies. Yeah. Mm, didn't work out well for him. No, it didn't. His uh, his uh, one of his proteges had his uh, had a pen pencil disappear in his face. Ta da! <laughs> oh. <laughs> God, the best scene. Uh, uh, uh. He's got those fucking grenades hooked up to his. Uh, <laughs> 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 when I first uh, found out they were gonna cast Heath Ledger as the Joker, I was horrified. And then the more I thought about, it, I was like, he just might be brilliant. And indeed, he was. He was great. So, arguably the best Joker. Arguably, um, there's arguments to be made for Joaquin Phoenix. Joaquin Phoenix. Mark Hamill. Different. I, I don't. You don't count that, him. I don't count Joaquin Phoenix. He didn't, well, have, he didn't not, have a Batman. He kind of did. He had a Bruce Wayne. It's close enough. He had a baby Bruce Wayne. He didn't have anybody to go against. Well, I, I just. It was definitely, it's a different universe. It was definitely an Elseworld story. And they're not going to bring him back, I don't think. Well, no, that doesn't fit with the DCEU thing where it's like the, the Flash thing. It wouldn't thing. Make, it any, <clears throat> make any sense to me Mm-mm. if they brought him back. I think that should be it. <clears throat> Done, over with. You made one of the best movies in the last 20 years, probably. Yeah. Comic book or not. You made a Scorsese movie. Move on. Right. And... Todd uh, Todd Phillips directed yeah. that. Yeah, the guy that did freaking um, the what's the fucking movie where uh, Bradley Cooper and and uh, Ed Helms and uh, Zach Galifianakis get lost in the oh the uh, yeah, the hangovers. hangovers. Yeah, they, he well, made those those. are good movies. Yeah, I mean they're I haven't watched all of them. Tell you the truth, I've think I've barely watched the first one through, but they first were definitely great. good. I mean. First one's great. Second one's not great, but it's fine. The third mm. one is actually really good. Yeah. Surprisingly. You know what's really good? Let's talk about Ghostbusters. Yeah. We talked about it last night. Yeah. But we didn't go into the in-depth detail that you probably will. No, well, I mean, I am an analyzer and a and a film person, so a word film. Um, I made that reference last <laughs> night. <laughs> I don't know why I remember that, but I did. I did say a word film last night. Um, I loved it. It they was absolutely. It. There's this uh, big war going on in Hollywood now, though. The critics are trying to pan it, and the audiences are like, "Go fuck yourselves!" No, you cannot pan it. Yeah, because it's not panable. It's fucking awesome. There are parts of it that do not work, like any movie. There are parts of the original Ghostbusters that didn't work. Yeah, there weren't many. 
That, that's damn near the perfect movie. Yeah. But there there were a couple. Um a couple of no, no, none of Bill Murray's jokes fell flat. I don't know. He was so good in that. I mean, it was just such a good movie in general. Um the beginning scene with uh, you know, spoilers ahead, of course. The beginning scene with Egon running from the mountain and he's driving that truck and he gets knocked over and he's running through the field and all that stuff. I know who he was two minutes in. I was like, that's Egon. Because yeah. I saw um and then I kind of one thing that is a with me is I, I understand story, so I know what they're gonna do. Like I knew it was going to be along those lines. Like when Egon was in a farmhouse by himself, I knew they were going to have had a falling out or something along those lines or just a disconnection. I didn't know it was going to be such a thorough falling out. Well, was it they didn't want they didn't believe him that this was happening? No, they didn't believe him at all. Yeah. And and he they just thought he had gone crazy because all the ghosts dried up and they thought they had solved the problem. Turns out that Evo Shandor had just created a that was a warm up. That was a precursor. To what was going on in that mountain the, the coolest thing about it Was the giant fucking sensor And it would turn the fucking proton yeah. packs on I was like that's fucking genius <laughs> I love the fact that all the things Fit Egon his genius He was definitely a genius You know just uh, highest highest caliber You know um, And all the things Like all his his inventions And then you know just all the, the Heart it had so much fucking heart Man d- d- Just it's impossible to overstate how much heart that movie had. It was and, so good. I mean, and all the, and one point I made in a, uh, I put on a video, a guy reviewed it and he said he liked it. He was one of those internet guys. So he didn't give a fuck about the, the structure at large. He's like, I go fuck yourself. It was a great movie. I loved it. Um, he did say many of the same things I did. He didn't quite like the podcast kid all the way. He said he was good, but some of the things didn't work. Well, what what happens and, with that is calling him podcast. You immediately date the movie because in fifteen years it might not exist. Well, no, there's not that. The kid, his over earnestness was a little forced. You know, her uh, McKenna Grace never missed. She didn't miss a beat. The and she carried him in every scene that they're in. She and Finn Wolfhard gave an effortless assist. It yeah. was like it was like fucking. <laughs> was it was pimping. like worthy and fucking. Yeah, John Madden Johnson. Yeah, just with a no look pass. It's fucking laying it in. They were so that kid, good. That Finn Wolfhard is going is, to be. He's huge. the real deal. He's, he's going fucking to be good. Huge. I loved. I love the fact he was trying to hit on that girl, and the kids are like, "Good job, Romeo." They're like fucking with him. You know that that was so good. I like the town. The town yes. was a no, nowhere of, dirt Oklahoma town. You know what I mean? It reminded me of anywhere in West Virginia driving through Sure, Beckley, except flat. Except for flat, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, um, I like all the... Um, one thing that oddly didn't work for me, um, something that... It didn't great, but it was de- definitely something that... Was the music... They incorporated the original Ghostbusters music, and I, sometimes I felt it didn't fit. You know, I'm just like... I liked that they didn't play it till the very end. No, they played it throughout. I mean, uh, they didn't. Play, there were there were no, the theme, right? Ray Parker Jr. Right, right. They and didn't. They didn't re fucking do it. Right. They redid it. <laughs> Ariana the, Grande the, came out in the female one. I'm like, it's the perfect song for this cheesy movie. I know, dude. I mean, Leslie Jones shit all over the new new one. Um, 
I don't. Uh, she was mad because she's not going to get those sequel paychecks for. Uh, and I like Leslie Jones. I love Leslie. She's so fucking she's funny. Great. She's really. She good. is so funny, and she was. All funny of them in that are movie. great. Melissa McCarthy. I'm a massive Miss Melissa McCarthy fan. I might be even an even bigger Kristen Wiig fan, and, and I love Kate McKinnon. All I love all of them. I mean, could not love them more. But that did. But guys, work. that does not sell the movie. You have to still make the movie. You can't say this is the lineup, and then nobody show up. No, it did sell the movie. It, because it opened bigger than this one did, but it didn't make the movie good. No, I mean, I, uh, let's not. Um, I just thought one of the things that I said that in the in the in my Melville size review on somebody's fucking YouTube page, they already they probably hate to see me coming. Is um, I said that the one thing. I said all the actors were good. I said, but ironically, the the actor that was missing made the movie. Um, and I wasn't shitting on Harold Ramis. I love Harold Ramis. I always did. Um, I loved him in everything he did. I love everything he wrote. Um, he's behind Caddyshack, Vacation, Groundhog Day. Uh, he didn't have a hand in Fletch, which I'm surprised about. Um, but he wasn't a Chevy Chase guy. Him and Chevy Chase didn't work together, I don't think. <laughs> Chevy Chase doesn't uh, get along with many people. Well, but, but Harold <laughs> Ramis, I think him and just operated in different circles, you know. But um, he was just tremendous. His absence was like Brando's absence. If you've ever seen the scene of the Godfather part two, where it's so, where it shows Michael, um, uh, Sonny and Tom Hagen, them sitting around, uh, Fredo's there too. Well, no, Fredo died by that point. I think, um, the actor who played him, they were sitting around waiting to surprise, uh, Marlon Brando on his birthday. And Marlon Brando is not in the scene. He didn't agree to come back for the scene. So it just shows them, they're having a discussion waiting for him and his presence is so fucking gigantic in the, in his absence that it makes the fucking scene. Like this, this movie is Egon. This yes, movie it is. is about Egon. It, it is it's completely about Egon. McKenna Grace channeled him. I don't know if they had her watching film, if she's that good or the fact that they let that slip before the movie came out. I would have figured it out automatically. But and most of us would. But at the same time, the fact that they let well, this is Egon's granddaughter. Then from then on, I was looking for Egon in her, and she nailed it. And then that scene where he takes his daughter, Carrie Coon, by the way, you know who she played? She's tremendous. She played Proxima Midnight in fucking Avengers. The big tall alien broad who fought with the staff. Oh. That was Carrie Coon. So she's and she's the motion capture, so she's really athletic, apparently. Um Yeah, she's also a Broadway gal. Is she? Yeah. Um I like to hear her sing. I've seen her in a bunch of stuff. She's great. They they didn't sing in that, did they? Did in they sing Ghostbusters? The yeah. No. No. Okay. Yeah. Um, but the scene where he guided her downstairs and then he showed her the collage of her of her baby pictures. I was a mess. Mm-hmm. I'm sitting over there. You were crying too. We were. Yeah. I, th- I think Aaron and Elena. It was. I don't know if Elena's a crier. She. But, yeah. Yeah. She said she did at some yeah. point. Yeah. I mean, I cried three songs. Well, every times. time they'd show a piece of the old technology and the kids didn't give a shit about it. Yeah. Like I, <laughs> they were well enough because I'm waiting for I'm waiting for them to figure it out. Right. I'm like, they're they're gonna figure it out. They're gonna think it's awesome. The car. Yeah. When he's fixing the car and those wires come together, I was like, That's Egon standing there. <laughs> you know, I was just like and then the the end, the one that caught me and then the one I was just sitting there like just wiping my eyes is he fixed her hair, and then he fixed his collar. You know, like being a grandfather, and then he hugged her, and I was a fucking mess. I'm over there, like, oh, I'm just like, I know people behind me are, you know, probably making fun, like, because we're two big men, and like these, these two big dudes are three with Aaron, three big men are down front it's crying. The, Ghostbusters is the first movie I saw in color. 
It's the first thing I saw That's in color on else. TV. Yeah. I watched it again um, when the cable went out, the great cable out of... Dude. It was something... I, 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 I don't like that. I, I don't I do like that. Like I don't it. like that. I'm so addicted to it that I have to have it like that. Well, luckily that I have me. DVDs. But well, I had them too. I have quite a few actually, and some Blu-rays. I watched the Dark Knight trilogy. I watched uh, Ghostbusters. I watched Red Dawn. Um, I was getting ready to throw in the studio Ghibli. I've got Princess Mononoke and Spirited Away, which are I've never watched Spirited Away. It's one of Annie's favorite movies, but that's one of the few that I have not sat down and watched. Um, it's apparently a, a gut punch. Like it's a real hard movie to watch because it's so like it's good, but it's it's like Ghostbusters Afterlife. But and not having him speak and trying to imitate his voice like he can't speak beyond the void was the most brilliant choice. I mean, it was also just, they they took notes from the uh, other movies that did have people that weren't there in talking roles like uh, fuck uh, Carrie Fisher, mm-hmm. um, the. The guy from the Star Wars thing that talked in the second of the new Star Wars movie, not not the Last Jedi, the second of the like the prequel to Episode Four. What is that fucking movie called? Rogue One. Rogue One. Yeah. Remember uh, the Emperor, whoever the fuck he is, Ian McDermott. Whatever, whoever it is, they yeah. had him there and he talked, and you you could tell it's not real, and it immediately took took us out of sure. We like, right, we were we were both like, if they hadn't had him talk, right, they had it, right. They didn't have Egon talk, and right. it worked. It did. Um, uh, just the, um, I don't know, man. It it nailed it. It was one of the best movies I've seen in recent years. Um, uh, the scene I think I like best, and it's not. It's no. Coincidence that had a, a really a thumb a good punk tune in it is when he takes the car out. He's going through the fucking corn. He's yeah. banging on the fucking on. Awesome. Yeah, it was great. I was just like, and he he committed to that scene. Sometimes when you watch a young actor, you can tell they're still very stiff and stuff. He's in it, like mm-hmm. he's he inhabits it. He's like, I'm doing this. I don't care if it's stupid. I'm doing it. You know, and he has done that since day one. Stranger Things, they're all good. They're all so good. You know, when you go back and watch it, um, I, I can't think of Bob, Millie Bobby Brown might be the least good one, and she's great. You know, <laughs> so um, you know Lucas is great, and uh, Dustin and and Mike are all three just amazing actors. Um, and I'm not showing on Millie Bobby Brown; she's great too. Um, the the president of a fan club listens, so hopefully she doesn't send her a letter. Uh, yeah, we could. That star power I mean she does have a lot of star power But it's just like No one would ever listen to us um, That was I don't know if we're structuring this like the It doesn't like matter the what we um, I'm just saying that that Ghostbusters 2 was I mean Ghostbusters Afterlife was You know It was just perfect um, I like the fact that J.K. Simmons Was in it for 30 seconds yeah. <laughs> just got ripped it. We thought he was going to be a big deal. Yeah, me too. It's just like he's going to climb out of that and have a speaking role. He did, and he had one, <laughs> one line. <laughs> and I love the fact that he agreed to do. It. it was like, sure, fuck it. What do I care? You know, he had worked with uh, Jason Reitman before, so he had worked on Juno. Oh yeah. So I'm yeah. sure that was a hey man, I've got this one role. Do you want to come and do it? It's like, yeah, why not? You know, so funny. I'll be there. I can hear him. Um, fuck. I don't know. Do you think there's going to be a scene in the Spider-Man movie where that reality's J. Jonah Jameson meets the other reality J. Jonah Jameson? God, I hope so. <laughs> Try to fire each other. You're fired. No, you're fired. One of them still has the flat top. Yeah. <laughs> Great hairpiece. 
<laughs> I bet they do that. That would be great. Um, apparently, there's a. Uh, some promotional material that has in the background you can see Tobey Maguire Spider Man's head in it, so that ever more confirmation that they're actually going to be in it. At least, at least he will be. I don't know about Andrew Garfield. Andrew Garfield might very well not be in it. Um, might save that for another one. Or well, something. no, I'm just thinking that they'll, what they'll say is is he got killed. In the other reality, he got killed, and then they'll be like, you know, Tobey Maguire will help. You know, but that one scene where he's flying out to fight him. The lizard is je- definitely turned this way, jumping at somebody. He's not attacking here. He's he's, he's facing here. So there's somebody there. It might be Miles movie. Morales. We yeah. don't know. It could be Miles Morales. So um, that would be an exciting thing. Yeah. Um, that would almost make up for if Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield weren't in it, which I don't care if they are or not. I'm, I'm going to love the movie. The guy knows what he's doing. They haven't missed with either of the first two Spider-Man. Those movies. Spider-Man movies were absolutely perfect. Absolutely could not be any more perfect. Um I mean, they made me feel the same way that the Ghostbusters movie did. Yeah, except for I don't have the quite the amount of nostalgia. It's that cinematic. It's that cinematic feeling. Sp- you know, just, nostalgia is a drug. It's a it's a drug, but done incorrectly. It's oh, it's, it's a dirty drug. You feel pandered to and exactly. Like, it sucks. Yeah, exactly. Star Wars being the Star Wars number one. Uh, Transformers. They're fun to watch, but they don't do justice to I what we felt got. the good nostalgia when I heard Optimus Prime speak, and it was Peter Cullen. Yeah. I was like, oh, that's awesome, but you've screwed the pooch with the rest of the fucking thing. The Bumblebee movie was actually very good. I've heard it was, but I can't bring myself to do it. I'm a completist. If I don't like the one main thing, I'm not going to like the other thing. So, so got John Cena, man. And Haley Stanfield, who's also in Hawkeye. They're scooping up everybody that's any good. Yeah. I, have you watched? Good. I haven't finished Hawkeye. I've watched the first two, whatever they got out. Yeah, two episodes. There should be another one came out today, uh, yesterday. Maybe I haven't seen that yet. Then um, it's good. I liked what I saw. Um, they're going to be battling street gangs instead of trying to save the world. Well, they're uh, and Kingpin. Did you? Oh, is it going to be? Yes. Oh, dude. Daredevil is going to be in this show. Fuck yes. And that also means that we got a chance of the the Punisher. And hopefully it's... John Bernthal has already said he's going to play the Punisher. Well, I want him to be Netflix's Punisher. He won't be all the way Netflix Punisher, but he's not going to be a a terribly watered down version. They can't do all the stuff. That's an R-rated show. You just can't do it. Almost above R-rated show. It's... I mean... What Hawkeye is? Well, no. Punisher is almost above R-rated. <clears throat> oh yeah, the it's, Netflix it's, show. it's ridiculously violent. So was Daredevil. D- did you notice? Um, I, no, keep in mind I haven't watched it yet. I, got, I haven't okay. watched it all the way through. You, you saw? I don't were, care if you spoil. Were they were at Rogers the musical. Yes, you saw that part. Yeah, he goes to the bathroom and on the urinal it says Thanos was right, and he goes, eh. "Yeah." <laughs> <laughs> that they say that messed with the timeline. The um, the musical because Ant Man was there at the Battle of New York and he wasn't. In the musical, Ant Man was at the Battle of New York, but in re- in the real movies, he wasn't. Well, no, they 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 referenced that in the show. Yeah, because he said he wasn't there, right? Yeah. Okay. So that's just say, they're, they're making a musical and they're messing with. Is people who don't understand? They're just trying to sell a, a, a musical. So he was a popular character, so they just put him in it. You know, I could do this all day. <laughs> it was so bad, dude. It's like, and there's and they're also talented and like good singers and stuff. It's oh, like, that's the thing. This is painful. You know, that is Broadway. Yeah, I know. I mean, I hate it. I, the only one I've seen that I liked is Hamilton, and it's I've never watched it because they're rapping and it's eleven hours long. <laughs> yeah. Um, speaking of Hamilton and uh, 
stuff like that. They call me Aaron Burr, by the way. I'm dropping Hamilton's. <laughs> it's terrible. <laughs> Crazy or Lazy Sunday. Remember that? Uh, no. Uh, the um, the SNL digital short. Oh. Lazy Sunday. Wake up in the late afternoon. Yeah, yeah. Um, that is Andy Samberg, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. God, he's so great. Um, what was I saying? Something about Hawkeye. Speaking of something. Oh, casting choices in Hamilton and people race and stuff like that. There's a firestorm that's been ignited because they're they're making an Anne Boleyn movie. You know who Anne Boleyn Mm -hmm. is. And they're casting a black woman. Um if you're selling it as as history. If it's supposed and, to be accurate and, and you're saying it's accuracy is a thing and you're saying, well, we don't know if she's black or white, you're full of shit. That's terrible. If you're selling it as an entertainment, yeah. that's a great choice. Sort of like if they're doing it like uh, Boz Lerman's uh, Romeo and Juliet. Yes. Everybody was whatever. Right. And I like that version of it. I mean, I, I'm fine with I'm fine with creative choices. I'm not fine with trying to rewrite history because it fits what you're trying to do at the moment. That's fucking dumb. Who? I mean, I, I just... And I got and I was got into discussion about it, and I'm like, you know, and that's and some people were like, well, who cares? I'm like, I care, I care. I'm 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 familiar with that history. I'm familiar with, and she's a, apparently a really good actress, and she looks like it. But if they're trying to sell it as history, that's dumb. You can't do that. So I don't watch the trailer and see what it's all about. I actually have, but go ahead. I have not watched it. Oh, and there's a 15 second ad before. This must Neat. be a popular trailer. Jeez. Well, it's it stirred a bunch of controversy as they Jesus probably Dick Fist and Christ. Yep. My God. Anne Boleyn. The charge is treason. How do you plead? Not guilty. My baby. This is BBC too. Mm-hmm. You promised me something. I think it's a creative. It's it's definitely a creative choice. So this is true. Okay doesn't visit it. her chamber anymore. You smell it burn. Who is that? That's Adele. I believe it's Adele. Yeah. Let your fear drive you to be bigger, louder. The sky itself will not limit you. I'd rather die than give up the fight, give up the fight, give up the fight, give up the fight. So that'll be on Netflix, probably. They usually usually scoop up BBC stuff and slam it on Netflix Mm -hmm. afterwards, which I enjoy because I like some of that BBC stuff, especially Ricky Gervais's shit. Yeah. He might. His stuff is always so good. It's just like office. I saw him the other day. I was watching. I was watching Life's Too Short again with Warwick Davis, who, by the way, is so fucking good. I mean, he's if he was if he was a regular sized person, he would have written his own ticket in Hollywood. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think he knows that too, and it makes him gives his comedy a little edge. You know, <laughs> they're doing a new Willow show, and he uh, the promo is him walking around talking to these all these young actors, and he's very dismissive and shitty, like he is on Life's Too Short. <laughs> Only in Life's Too Short, he's like. He's he's just he's not making it, and he's trying to get in all this stuff. And then one time they have him dress up in a bear costume to be an Ewok at a fucking or at a Star Wars wedding. It's so fucking good. And then one time Sting has him escorted out of a 
<laughs> and they pick him up by his collar and literally carry him. It's so whenever they change the height of the doorknob to come into the office. Well, no, that's what he said. He's just like, uh, yeah, if they so he couldn't reach it. He's just like, uh, I almost couldn't reach it. He's like, yeah, we'll have to send it higher. Stephen Merchant, Stephen Merchant, yeah. Who I didn't realize until I watched that again that he played Caliban in Logan. Yes. So and did an extremely good job. I mean, everybody He's in Logan an did odd a great looking job. Guy too. He fit that role well. Um, Caliban was uh, one of the member of the Morlocks. He was. Um, they were the group of the most mutated mutants who lived underground, and there was like a big. That was one of the most notorious comic book storylines because Gambit led the Marauders down there. Like he, they wrote him in. He wasn't in. He was a. He, his character had not been created by this time, but they they retconned it where he led. They were known as uh, the Marauders. The Marauders was Sabretooth. Um, Arclight, who was this, she was a powerhouse, a woman who could, you know, she's could slug, she could uh, hit with Colossus. I think it's, it, she was the basis for um, uh, Gina Carano's character on uh, okay. the Deadpool movies. Um, Prism, which could, you know, he's literally all made of glass. I mean, um, Harpoon, who was uh, an Eskimo. He was like, inclusion back in the 80s in Marvel was a thing. Hell, in the 40s was a thing. They had a black superhero in the 40s. Um, was he black something? No, he was the Patriot. And the bad thing about it, the, the embarrassing part about it was he had to wear a mask. That's who Isaiah was based on. Oh, know? okay. Yeah, yeah, he, yeah, was, yeah. he was the they, Patriot. Like the storyline is you have to wear a mask or they drew it. They drew it that way. They drew it that way, but 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 you have to wear a mask because you're black. But they would have retconned it and and say and saying you know back then they did make him wear a mask. Um, they actually did that in the Watchmen, where they basically character called the Hangman. You know, it was a black guy who wore a mask, and they made him wear a mask so he could you know anyway. Um, and uh, this mutant team of. Uh, uh, appointed by Mister Sinister, who was one of the you know that's a great name, yeah. He, he, he is a crazy looking character. He might be in some of the upcoming movies and stuff. He led the Marauders down there and they killed all of them. It's called the Mutant Massacre. Coolest part about it was the X-Men caught him down there and killed all them. Like Wolverine killed Sabretooth. Um, uh, Havoc, who was Cyclops' brother, he, had, he was super powerful. He just shot through much, so much uh, power through Prism that he shattered. And then Colossus, though they had Riptide and he could spin real fast, and Colossus just grabbed him by the head. He spun and broke his own neck. I mean, it was brutal. And then they tossed him down. I mean, it was a fucking. The, the, the X Men destroyed the fucking Marauders and killed all of them. I mean, it was fucking awesome. Um, it was notorious because it was so brutal. This is eighties comics where they still had the, uh, the the comics code was still a big a big deal. So, um, you know, I don't know what was the, but anyway, they retcon Gambit led them down there to kill those people, and he hadn't told anybody. And then he he eventually comes clean and tells them, you know, what happened, and then you know they kick him out of the X Men and stuff. And mm. um, I. I I guess I was a Gambit fan, but I was uh, as much a Gambit fan as everybody else was. Like I wasn't so wasn't so enamored of him. I'm like he's got kind of cool powers. He can charge cards up with kinetic energy and throw them in the blow up. And he's a good he's a skilled hand to hand combatant with that staff. And so he's cool. But I just never I was like I don't his his first appearance I had it was is worth a fuck ton of money, and I had it and I just what's a fuck ton like two grand five grand couple grand, grand? yeah couple grand in comics terms yeah you know. Um, 
Nothing, of course, approaching Action Comics number one, which is where in the Smithsonian, which is in, which is worth several several dozen million dollars. So, yeah. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, <clears throat> it's pretty. The uh, Dark Knight trilogy. Yeah. It's awesome, <clears throat> beginning to end, but some of the dialogue's kind of garbage. It's not good. Some of it's bad. Uh, no one. No one's strength is not dialogue. It, no one's strength is mood. Pacing um, Visualizations Like he's a uh, Some of it is so Like Weird editing Like I was telling them Last night um, <clears throat> Whenever he unmasks Bane In mm-hmm. the uh, In the plane Because mm-hmm. would you Would you die without that uh, Mask And he goes It, it would be, be very painful well, well you're a big guy For you <laughs> <laughs> There's no way that Fucking Uh Little finger, well, little finger, but uh, I just don't know why I said, "Well, you're a big guy." Like what? what well, you're like a tough guy. You're, you know, some. He should have said tough guy. Would have been a better choice. Um, you know, um, God, I'm having the worst problem uh, remembering names and stuff. Uh, Hardy, Tom Hardy, yeah. Um, you know, he read that and be like, that's dumb. That doesn't work. I'm going to try to do my best with it. And, you know, know, Christopher Nolan, he, and then some of the things don't make sense. Like, you know, if he didn't knock out the person that he was taking the shot at one, that wouldn't they scream like, and then Bane would know that he hadn't thrown him out of the plane. It doesn't make any sense. You know, he didn't, he didn't knock him out. They weren't unconscious. He drug them up and, you know, yeah, I thought about that. Like, they would make a noise if they were, A, either being thrown out of the plane or, B, not getting thrown out of the plane to alert the others. Don't tell them anything. He didn't throw me out of the plane. Mm. Doesn't make any sense. I mean. I never even thought about that. Yeah. I might need to watch that scene again and critique it. I mean, I'm not trying to get mad about the whole thing. I don't know. (laughs) Maybe I'll just stop liking those movies. No, definitely not. They're so good. They can't. You can't dislike them. Um the best, the best Batman movies. I think so. Yeah. Like, I remember people being like, "How did he get from the Sarlacc pit or wherever the fuck that was back to Gotham without any?" Just, he's Batman. Shut the fuck up. Sarlacc pit. That's Whatever a, he was that's in. That's Boba Fett. I know, but like, <laughs> <laughs> what is the name of that prison? He was in uh, the uh, the Lazarus pit. Yeah, Lazarus pit. Yeah. Like he he got out of that, and then the next scene he's. Walking up on Catwoman, and everybody's like, "How'd he do that?" I'm like he's fat, he's Batman. He ran. He's awesome. Why do you care? It's like super. It's like you know, in Superman, they when, can't finish the movie unless he comes back. Exactly. So. Don't don't look too deeply <laughs> into these things. That's just silly. It'd be one thing if it was just a shitty movie. How did he get a, get back in such great shape to fight Bane by doing push ups and, and pull ups? Yeah, his back was broken. I know. Like who they, cares? They had to set his back. I yeah. Mean, you know how much nerve damage would have been done. <laughs> he would have. He would have been walking with a cane for the rest of his life. Yeah. So. Just don't worry about it. It's Batman. Exactly. Let us have fun. Exactly. Jesus Christ. I know he set these movies to be grounded in reality, but we don't have to go so far with it. Yeah, I mean, that's just... Um, I wonder if the, he's coming back for uh, the Flashpoint Paradox. I'm sure he would. Christian Bale seems like a sport. Yeah. I'm sure, sure he would for it. like a, an know? appearance. Yeah, he loved he loved being Batman. Yeah, he's like, sure, I'll do it. Why not? You know, I don't see why. I mean, what? 
three days on set. Shit, throw Patrick Bateman in there while you're yeah, at fuck it. Fuck it, let's do this. <laughs> With a shiny axe and a fucking raincoat on and he's <laughs> I watched that shit the other day. God damn, it was funny. Hip to be squares. <laughs> <laughs> That's the guy that commits to every fucking oh, role. God. He does. <laughs> Jesus Christ. That he started acting. His first movie was called Empire of the Sun. He was, a little, he was a little kid. Um, he was in a movie called Swing Kids, which was a good movie. Um, it had an extremely corny ending, but it was a good movie until that point. Um, it was about the kids in uh, Berlin. You know, who during I knew war- it was Newsies or Swing Kids. I yeah, Swing Kids. And they were, you know, they like swing music, which was pretty much forbidden. You know, it's Jewish conductors and, and musicians with black musicians. You know, you can't listen to that. So, um, you know, that's a that's the type of shit that sets the world free. Whenever, sure. Whenever people come together like that. Yes. That is going to happen here. We're, oh, yeah. we're on pace. It's coming. We're on pace for like authoritarianism. That's going to happen. So, um, and something will break us out of that. You know, the, what's happening now? <clears throat> Trump folks mm-hmm. and Black Lives Matter are protesting together against vaccine mandates. Neat. That's good. It is. That's very good because the most of the people that aren't getting vaccinated are me and black people. (laughs) And yourself. Yeah. (laughs) So uh, whenever the Trump Trump people and the Black Lives Matter people get together, they won't know what to do. You can't propaganda your way out of that. No, you can't. You can't. That's a a very good thing for for everybody, really. Mm -hmm. You got to start being honest at some point. Sure. Jesus Christ. How did I get there? Who cares? Uh, <laughs> I know you I know what you'll say to this. Uh-huh. But uh Alex Jones um just got a massive he got fucked. Like he's he took a huge loss in court. He's he's liable for all that shit with the he's he's found culpable in the Sandy Hook thing with um with the thing that happened with the parents and I couldn't be happier. It's a huge um, blow to freedom of speech. Yes, but I'm not saying there should be limits to it, but I'm saying there should be things that you just you, you shouldn't be able to just think, say things that are patently ridiculous. We say things that are patently ridiculous all the time. We don't mean if, them. It, it doesn't matter if you mean them. It does not matter if you mean them anymore. I, I knew you we disagree that. about this. I'm just on the side. But of, you know it doesn't matter if, if you mean them. I know, I know. But I'm saying I'm, on, of course, on, on the side of those parents who lost their little children and then they had to deal with this fucking idiot. And it's not really him. He's a piece of shit. But his followers are even more bigger pieces of shit. I'm talking the ones who believe. Yeah, he never bullshit. told anybody to go after anybody or do anything. That's true. But the case that was made in court, which was a good case, is that... Um, it's like the, uh, I don't know, I, what the exact wording, you dance around something and then people just yeah, yeah, take and run. Culpability, like, you know, plausible deniability. He doesn't have a lot of plausible deniability. Like if so. I, if I uh, talk about it's, my, my diet, you know what I mean? You know, if yeah. I talk about my diet, how I, I was keto mm-hmm. and then a whole bunch of our listeners, all 11 of them start doing keto and they end up having heart attacks. Mm-hmm. Can they sue us because I re- I talked about how I did it? I never said you should do it, but you know what I mean. It doesn't matter. You know what I mean? Sure, I get it. Yeah, it's, it's that's a slope that could become slippery. It could, I, and I I, I and I, it won't happen to us because we don't have enough listeners for it to matter. <laughs> I know, but you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah. It's like whenever um <clears throat> after Hillary lost, she said we need to do something about this fake news. Mm-hmm. You can't just go on the internet and say anything you want. 
Well, we do we do go on the internet and say anything we want. So that affects me, even though we don't have a, a listener base. Mm-hmm. You know, so and we are fake news. We talk out of our asses all the time without sure. checking anything. And I don't think I have a responsibility to check anything. Everybody that listens to this knows I'm stupid. Right. They should know if they don't know what's wrong with you. They know you're a scamp. Uh, I'm. You know, <laughs> I'm trying to get a rise out of people. You know, sometimes I'll even argue something that I don't agree with just to make you it more do fucking that interesting. All the time. I have to. We can't just sit here and agree and high I know, five. I know. <laughs> it's the high five of podcast. Aaron and Elena aren't going to go there. Yes, I'll go there. So fuck it. I'm not afraid. <laughs> uh. You know what I mean? So sometimes you have to be a no. Me and Elena, Liam, me and Elena, invariably argue about something. So. Yeah. Um. Um. Anyway, I had a good week of like viewing things, mm-hmm. like uh, the Good Lord Bird. That was a fucking wild show. <clears throat> it's about John Brown. Oh, okay. Ethan yeah. Hawk. Okay. Um. Yeah. Coincidence. I just watched the Civil War documentary. The which he the, the Ken Burns one. He has, he was a major catalyst. Yeah, they're like this motherfucker was going to him and his boys, his sons, mm-hmm. and whoever they could re- gather up were going to steal Dangerfield newbie is one of his. They men. were going to steal all the rifles in the U.S. Armory in Charlestown, West Virginia, mm-hmm. arm freed slaves, and go down south and kill everyone. That Follow the crest of the Appalachians yeah. and just destroy slavery. That was do what that was do whatever plan. they could. That was his plan. Not a good plan. Didn't work out. He for was him. a lunatic. What kind he of was plan awesome. <laughs> I told you if he's half as nuts as he is Who in that show, him? Ethan Hawke. Oh yeah, fucking good choice. Impeccable. Yeah. If he's half as crazy, first ballot Hall of Fame nut job, mm-hmm. like for a good cause, of course. Sure. But my work. Like, Did they show the time that him and his sons hacked five pro slavery men to death with broadswords? They showed that. Holy shit. Yeah, and they had a a freed slave named um, Dangerfield <laughs> Newby. Well. I don't know. It was this was a, a kid. Oh, okay. He dressed up as a girl, and they called him Onion because he would eat onions. I didn't know like that. A hand fruit. This yeah. might have been an added on character sure. that might not have been there. Somebody to tell the story through. Sure, that might have been the mm-hmm. case. But he dressed up as a girl because I think they treated girls better. Yeah. And so everybody believed he. Not everybody believed. They're like, we dress like F four. Yeah. All, all the slaves in there. Like we dress like F four. Yeah, because they can actually look at a black person and not see chattel. They see yeah. a person. Yeah. But um, like he. He or she onion witnessed it. Yeah, but the there was a scene, and I talked about it yesterday, where they're getting ready to go to Charlestown, and everybody's up in the attic of this of this house, mm-hmm. and and the the freed slaves, the black fellas, are all kind kind of giving John Brown's son a little bit of shit. Like you guys don't have to do this. What's your like? Um, you guys will if if you guys survive this, you you'll go back and you'll get to live the life whatever you want. And they go. You know what our daddy got us for Christmas last year? Slaves. And they're like, you're slave owners? Yeah. Hell, he got me three for my birthday. And then they told him what happened, that they were in Bleeding, Kansas, mm-hmm. that the Battle of Bleeding, Kansas. And they captured a bunch of slave owners and said, if you like slavery so much, let's see how you like it when the shoe's on the other foot. And they took them as slaves. Jesus. <laughs> Maniacs. They they said they were free, but if they tried to go back from the north, they were going to get killed. Right. And of course, the Indians and everything going by themselves unarmed. Uh, yeah. They were going to get fucking extremely killed. Extremely hostile tribes. He uh in the in the show he had a Native American with him, an Indian, I guess. I don't know if that's I don't know if that's accurate. I'd have to look it up. Might be. You know, there's a Native American. Uh, uh, he was the sharpshooter, I think. 
one of the guys that uh, at uh, yeah, that's so Native American thing, isn't it? Well, he's they almost have a preternatural skill with weapons. They probably that's not true, <laughs> but they were very good with weapons because. Well, here's, I think uh, the Native Americans probably taught John Brown and his boys how to fight because they fought. They didn't stand in a line like the fucking. American soldiers did at the yeah, time. Yeah, that's God. This, I was watching the Civil War, and I'm sitting there going, you know, they're they're interviewing. You're sitting there screaming, "Dig a trench!" Shelby Foot. Well, they did that toward the end of the war. Um, Sherman was the one who that was that was a warm up for World War One. Yeah, you know. So um, you need to watch 1917. I I know, dude. You're gonna love it. I'm such a massive World War One buff. You it's one of those it. things that I that I can't sit down and make myself do and because not, I know how much time I'm gonna put forth. That and uh, Dunkirk are probably my two favorite war movies from the last 20 years or so yeah. because it's not rah rah USA. These there's you won't even see an American soldier, but it is. It's there's a lot of heart in both of them, and um, the way it's shot is amazing. The fact that there's that. Uh, 1917 is the only real World War One movie that I can think of offhand is a sin. That war is so interesting. Was Dunkirk not? It it's was World two? War Two. Okay. Yeah. It's. Um, they were still. That was early in the war, so they were still using some of the equipment that they would have used in World War One. That's with the the kind of flat helmet. You know, uh, even though this will blow your mind, you know they weren't given helmets at the beginning of World War One. I. I can guarantee they. That's nuts. Won. Like, and the <laughs> and the French showed up in red shirts and blue pants, and the fucking and the Germans were like, well, look good, <laughs> good for you. We're in Feldgrau where we fade into shit if we're if there's fog and stuff, and it's Europe. There's going to be fog, so. You know that, that that's one of the big things is that uh, an American war co- correspondent. W- this was the British had started wearing um, khaki, the, that particular British brand of khaki, which they always like what they to were a, wearing in the- a, a dirty canary, you know, yeah. kind of yellowish. Um, the Germans were seen this American war cor- correspondent almost thought was scientific. He's just like it was Feldgrau, which is, you know, a gray. And he said they fade into things at a, at a distance. He said, that's he's that's genius. Because war has changed, they were still fighting. Even in World War One, they were still using some of the tactics that they were using in the Civil War. Jesus. It's fucking nuts. The French, all their stuff was based on Cran and Elan, which is you know the French are given a bad name for World War Two. In yeah. World War One, they were brave to a fault, and they were like the charge and the bayonet charge and stuff. Like Germans, were like just shrug their shoulders and just gun them down, you know. You're like, those uniforms make you literal targets. So, yeah. you know, they just. It is so easy to see you. <laughs> exactly. Um, I can't not see you. I mean, so, so many of the, uh, the interesting uh, anecdotes from World War One, like um, the Germans had talked to the Belgians about coming through there to deal with. I've talked about this before, Der Tag, the day where the Germans had to get France on the ropes and finish them before they turned around and had Russia coming in at their back because their, their allies were Austria Hungary. Turkey, the sick man of Europe, the Ottoman Empire at this point, but they were getting carved up. Um, Italy, I mean, none of these fuckers could fight. The Germans could fight. You know, the Turks actually fought. The young Turks fought very well at one point. They shocked everybody by how well they fought. Um, but the Germans. Now they're a democratic propaganda outfit. Huh? <laughs> the young Turks are now a democratic. Propaganda. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's what they're based on, though. Yeah. That is the, is the young Turks from that war. Um, the, the Germans basically had a meeting with the Belgians and said, look, 
we the only way to get through to deal with the French, you're a neutral country, is for us to come through. He's like, don't do anything. Just we're not going to attack you. We're not going to anything we break. We'll pay for. We're actually sent a very polite and Belgian told them to go fuck themselves. They're like, no, we signed contracts. If you come into our, our country, we're attacking you. They told the Brits, if you come into our country, we're attacking you. That was the fucking deal. Whoever breaks the peace gets attacked. Hmm. You know, so if you both come in and break the peace, well, no, whoever, whoever breaks it first, whoever breaks it first is the aggressor. That's how um, Bismarck, it's called Bismarckian politics, where all these intertwining things made sure that they would never go to war because it was stupid. And it was, it was so stupid. There was cost 10 million lives destroyed the crown heads of Europe. Like almost every monarchy collapsed after that, you know, um, the Russians being the most notable. World War One made Russia the Soviet Union. I mean, that, they had a pretty dark it, fucking 60 years. After yeah, they too. really did. They had pogroms and all kinds of shit. And these going. motherfuckers had to be freed by David Hasselhoff. And that's <laughs> but one of the one of the coolest things that would be so cinematic is that the Germans had to cross this uh, this field and they had to get it done in that certain amount of time. So the Belgians, you know, had that system of dikes to keep things, uh, you know, the, the above sea level coming in, they broke them all open and flooded with seawater. So it was like fucking neck deep seawater and the Germans lost their shit. They were so pissed off and the Belgians gave them a bloody nose. Like they were, there's no way, you know, the best analogy uh, is Dan Carter first came up with it. He said, the Belgian had worked this out. They said, the Belgium that doesn't prepare for war lasts slightly less time than the Belgium who obsessively prepares for war. So they, you know, they were very brave in standing up to Germany. Germany, when they became Germany, was the, the had the greatest land army in the world. It was a German population which was massive and exploding on the prussian model the prussians were materialistic i mean uh militaristic and tough they were notoriously tough they're the one ones who broke napoleon so um <clears throat> they were well trained terrifyingly well trained they had these new weapons these cannons like long max which was the first thing to put something up in the stratosphere it was this fucking cannon before it came down and crushed belgian forts but they thought they were just going to march right through belgium belgium had these forts set up and gave germany a bloody nose and rocked them back on their heels they so germany decided they were going through anyway yes they didn't give a fuck and they did that's so fucking rude dude well it's they <laughs> But the thing with World War One is it's not so cut and dry. They there people would say, well, the Germans had this uh, paranoia of all these countries around them that wish them well being encircled. And Dan Carlin's like, they are encircled by countries who don't wish them well. They, you know, there's no country that's up and coming that doesn't start to act like it a little bit. You know, yeah, the United States was so bit. fucking obnoxious. It's like we're a, still obnoxious. It's We've like never the seventeen-year-old that. that tries to fight his dad and 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 can you know and is getting physically able to do it. Mm -hmm. You know, yes, and it's obnoxious and shitty. It's like we deal with China. Well, China just thinks they're cock of the walk. They kind of are, man, and they're getting they're more powerful in than a good we, way. No, but they're doing it, but no country does it in a good no, way. They don't. The United States didn't do it in a good way either. I don't give a fuck what. You know, what we could have done what we could have done with rock and roll, man, and we did. Yeah, we could have shut the fuck up after that. We did, and 
And now we're editing our movies to make China not sad. Fuck that. I know it's ridiculous. I love that Quentin Tarantino didn't take that out. And I love the fact that uh, they were. It's not the first time they've done this. They did that in the '80s with Red Dawn. Guarantee it. Yeah. With John Milius, and John Milius said, "Go fuck yourself. Mm-hmm. I'm making the fucking movie." Yeah. And you know. Uh, they had the State Department call him and stuff, and he, was he probably like, lost hundreds of millions of dollars because it didn't get released in China. Yeah, and oh. so did Tarantino. Yeah, there's something. Sometimes you got to stand up and tell them it's not the people of China; it's the fucking government. Well, Fuck of course, them. of course, the people are just folks. Yeah, they're us. Yeah, I mean they're just much Super more small, much probably. more poor. No, actually, the Chinese are of a height. Okay. You know, um, it's the Japanese and the Koreans that are shorter. They're shorter, but. Um, you know that that the fascinating things about World War One. I, I mean, just all the anecdotes and all the awful things, like the talking about the Battle of Ypres, and they're just. He was on this hill, and it was wooded, and the Germans were just, you know, this it's called drum fire, where they would just shoot all these cannons off in a row, and they said it was blowing trees up in the air, and another shell would catch it and blow it apart, and there were. You know, of course, killing men with just the sheer concussion. But then the the wood shards were killing men. the The clods of earth would, collab, land, would bury a man. You know, World War One was way more terrible than World War Two in a lot of ways. About the 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 body count wasn't as high. It wasn't as long, was it? Nineteen seventeen to no nineteen um, fifteen eleven and till nineteen nineteen. I can't remember what year the war started. Nineteen. 1916 maybe um let's look that up that's something that if you did a dive like i did you'd, you'd really july 28th it. 1914 to november 11th 1918 okay yes i knew it was four years um you know i've made that uh that analogy before that uh you know when dan carlin is describing kaiser wilhelm who was the leader of germany he could be describing donald trump a man that was below average intelligence like really stupid um not impaired but still not intelligent but also had a massive ego and you know he said things that donald trump would say of course with more um just the time itself was people were more articulate and more eloquent even the dumb ones were more eloquent um and he said i'm my own chancellor basically saying i make all the deals is what exactly was saying he said i mean it was I even put that picture up of Trump with the mustache and stuff because they're so similar. And he was like they would they had these war games where they would train the German army and he just you know it used to be that they that they would just let the king win, you know, and and the general told him, "No, that's not how this works. We're training an army." And he looks at him and says, "Your uncle would have given me a different answer." Like you know, and the high command had had enough of this motherfucker by the end. They were just like, go over here and play with your fucking toys and shut the fuck up. Nobody wants to hear you anymore. So it effectively killed the German monarchy as well. You know, all that shit's fascinating. You know, um, listen to that, man. Blueprint for Armageddon is one of the best things I've. I'm glad I finally finished it. You know, but on par with it, and this gets back to the original circular, uh, circle of the thing, is watch the Civil War documentary, the Ken Burns. Ken Burns. Is it like 76 hours long? It's long. Um, it's nine episodes. Um, you know, it's, it's got... Lots of, lots of camera shots sweeping across pictures. Yes, and then shots of people being interviewed and the camera like all right up in their face. And it's brilliantly shot. And the, all the music. Um, all the stuff about... When 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 Lincoln got shot at the end, it was 
it was so tough because not only that, but the greatest description of it is like it's one of those events in history where there is a massive chasm between what happened before and what happened after. You know, in that span of four years, 1861 to 1865, the world changed so much. The country changed, you know, irrevocably. You know, it's just, you know, the South completely collapsed. Uh, Sherman and Phil Sheridan. Phil Sheridan sounds like a record producer. He really does. Uh, I think it's Phil Sheridan. Um, Or it's General Sheridan. He was only five foot five foot four he's a tiny little man so a little taller than you yeah <laughs> fuck you <laughs> um but uh they were they gleefully wrecked the entire south they burned everything um i think sherman said my my goal was to make sure there's not one brick stacked on top of another by the time i get done with this shit because that was he knew back then sherman was a better general than uh grant in a lot of ways and he his thing was he knew that the civilians were what drove the war machine. That's the thing that World War One did, you know, is that they to make war on the civilian population was an was a necessity, you know, because that's the only way you're going to win. They're they're providing the means of production. They're they're producing the weapons. They're doing all those things, you know. So you have to wage war against them, you know. That was a foreign concept until uh, until World War One, and they was doing it in Civil War. So he was just going through and. They were doing just kind of vindictive shit, like um, the rail. He would they would heat up the rail and bend it, and they started calling him Sherman's neckties. <laughs> and he did that to all of it, and um, burned Savannah, burned Wilmington, Wilmington, North Carolina, uh, South and uh, South Carolina got it worse than Georgia. So did. they did. They did <clears throat> attack just. Civilians who probably don't even own slaves. They didn't. Did. They didn't kill civilians. They. Did, I mean, they probably did, but not. You know, on so, purpose, or? right? What they did was they um, burned everything. They burned most of the plantations. They burned all. They they shot cannons into all their uh, their industrial infrastructure. They they blew up roads. They blew up bridges and they and if <laughs> the funniest thing i've ever heard is that, is that they were discussing sherman sherman was hated but also held in like awe by a lot of southerners because of the way he was they were trying to blow up bridges ahead of him and he would just build a bridge <laughs> he would have the army build a bridge so he could go over it <laughs> and they and somebody said uh why don't we just blow up this tunnel so he can't get through it and one of them without missing a beat said he probably carries his fair one with him you know? <laughs> <laughs> Oh fuck! Uh, it's uh, and, f- and it's that's full working of, man. Dude, you too. need to you need to watch it. It's f- filled with those things. Um, <laughs> I, I love it. And then I got started getting into the baseball documentary. Oh, I'm still God. in the first episode. It's good. Oh, I I know. I it's a Ken Burns get enthralled um, with it because I like I like any sports I don't documentary. Even like baseball, and I was just like enamored with the thing. You know, it's it's so I think baseball had a big part in race relations in America too. Sure it did. Rock and roll, baseball. They get into that from the very beginning. They it's it's they tell the story like simultaneously pretty much of Major League Baseball and Negro League Baseball and talking about the players. The great Negro. Did you hear that one? Mm-mm. That was a um that was a Biden flub. He was talking about Satchel Page. He called him the great Negro. Oh, he stopped there. He meant to say the great Negro League pitcher. Yeah. 
Satchel Paige. Oh, I'm getting, Fox News was jerking off. They were so happy about it. What I imagine if Trump had said that. He stopped short and sit and called somebody the great Negro. Imagine. Yeah, that's yeah. fair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's totally oh, fair. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I looked at Twitter and everybody's like, it's not a big deal. And I was like, imagine if the, the same people of Trump would have said that. Well, but at the same time, though, his fans would have privately and not so privately rejoiced. It'd be like, because well, they, they would have defended him. Of Definitely. course they would have, but but behind closed doors they would have laughed and and been all for it. You know, I, I can't tell you the amount of racists that have, you know, I knew they were racist to you know to begin with, but how many racists have were exposed have been exposed by Donald Trump for what they are? You know what I mean? They're that's one of the things even Bill Maher said. He said we have to congratulate him for exposing the evangelicals and the racists. You know, they they. They tried to keep quiet about things and, you know, and the hypocrisy of evangelicals and the racism of, you know, regular people. I felt strongly about something, and I do feel strongly about a lot of things, and I'm not really quiet about any of them. Sure. So, so if I was, I wonder if I was racist or an evangelical, if I was an evangelical Christian, I'd, I'd probably be proselytizing and stuff, but I wonder if I was racist if I would keep quiet about it. You know, because I don't keep quiet about anything. Well, but, no, about you anything. wouldn't. But that's the thing is that you're one of those people. I've always said I respect the people who what they are, even if I disagree with what they are. You know, it's like the racist. Yes, I, I despise you. But, but at least you're out loud. Exactly. At least you're not that group of people I can't stand. I've always talked about this is that that circle of white guys standing around. One of them looks over his shoulder. You know that one day we're going to be over that Sunday soon. We're going to be dude. Dude, listen to this one. I know okay. exactly the type of thing you're getting ready to yeah, say. We're going to be a minority in our yeah, own country. Yeah. It's like it's not your country, you fuck. A guy I work with told me this. Another guy I work with who just recently got hired, um, he told me that this guy came, uh, saw him open his phone, and he saw him a picture of him and his girlfriend. And he goes, you guys need to reproduce. And he's like, huh? If uh, more white people don't start having children, we're all, all going to be magenta colored every everybody's gonna be magenta colored and everybody's gonna be mixed together and i was like okay i knew it i knew it i knew it because he would make offhand comments about somebody playing rap music in the warehouse sure like, okay they all they, the markers are always there i can tell when somebody's joking whenever they make those comments yes because i'll make those comments but i'll be hilarious about it. <laughs> well <laughs> <laughs> well, I, okay. I made a joke one time there's a black guy at work and he snuck up behind somebody and and started uh, rubbing his shoulders just to be like, hey, how you doing? And mm-hmm. I was like, hey, why don't you tie your big old dick around his neck? <laughs> That's fucking hilarious. <laughs> and when he walked away, that kid was like, you can't make jokes about black people in front of black people. I was like, no, buddy, I'm not actually racist. He thought it was funny. Right. It's, 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 nobody's getting hurt. We know what kind of jokes you're telling then. <laughs> yeah. 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 I'm not actually a bad person. I'm just hilarious no i do. and and i find it a point of pride that i'm no longer one of those people that they will say things like that around that sometimes conversations stop when i walk into the room i'm like i take that as a badge of honor because i know what you fuckers are talking about you know what i mean um not all the time but it, it definitely happens oh there it is another thing i watched of course the beatles documentary that's out mm-hmm there's some scenes in it, especially early on in it, where George is trying to get an idea across, and Paul is being so dismissive. Oh, God. And Ringo, of course, Ringo's quiet, and John isn't standing up. Mm-hmm. Later, he does stand up. Yeah. 
But in that moment, he's not standing up for George. And George, he's fucking George Harrison. Yeah. He hasn't quite come into his, his own as a songwriter yet. But he's probably top 10 songwriters of all time. Sure. But he's talking, he's in the room with Paul McCartney yeah. and John Lennon. Right. Probably the top two songwriters <laughs> of all time. And they're just being real dismissive about it. And I, I have felt that before. Yeah, and uh, in a band. Yeah, yeah. I've I've been treated that way before, and the two other people in the band wouldn't stand up whenever I knew I had the best idea. Mm-hmm. But I just it went through me. I was like, "Fuck, poor George." I'm sure it was set up for that, you know, to <clears throat> he, to he illustrate. George walks out of the room. He quit. He says, "I guess it'll be time I'll be leaving." Then they're like, "Leaving what?" The Beatles, and he walks out, and the energy picks up when he leaves, and they're like. Well, if he, uh, John says, well, if he doesn't come back by Tuesday, we'll get Clapton. And they could have. I know, but at the same time, it's just <laughs> but such a the next day they have dick a meeting. thing to fucking say. The next day they have a meeting. It doesn't go well. They don't get Clapton. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously not. Can you imagine the, clap, the Beatles plus Clapton? They did have that. While my guitar gently weeps, George didn't like the way he couldn't figure out how to play the solo the way he wanted it done. Mm-hmm. And that was a, that was George's song. Yeah. So they got Eric Clapton to play the solo on. I knew he played that, but yeah. I didn't know, you know. Um, it's also very interesting watching, like, I've talked about this yesterday. I don't care. Um, after John is late coming in, mm-hmm. and George and Paul and Ringo are just sitting around, fiddle-fucking around, and Paul just starts hammering on his bass. It's like, doom, 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 and he starts going, do 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 and like it's get back all because john was late they come up with a great song out of nowhere <laughs> yeah they're they're amazing dude. yeah it's they're, I mean, they're the, just absolutely it best. just solidifies it because you probably remember in like 94 when the anthology came out yes it was appointment television for me there was three episodes of it two hours a piece or whatever i wore those vhs's out because i recorded them off of tv yeah um and then now they're putting this thing out there's a so far, there's about six hours out of it, and there's a new one out that, that I'm going to watch mm-hmm. tonight that I think will end with the full rooftop concert. They copied it off the B-Sharps. The B-Sharps did that rooftop <laughs> concert. <in> the Beatles. <laughs> so the I, B-Sharps, that's one of the best. I've never gotten to see the runs. full rooftop concert, so hopefully I'll get to watch it. They were so, like, superstar at that time wearing fucking the hair and like the i think one of them's wearing a furred coat they're all wearing fur coats fur, yeah okay it's so cold. it's cold sure but, <laughs> but they, you know what i mean like they it was, were very wealthy yeah i mean yeah. They, they had come into their completely come into their own by that point they you know they knew they were going to be legends and wealthy for the rest of their lives i was thinking so. like it was funny there's a scene in it where they're getting ready to record let it be the mm-hmm. song let it be this is all about the making of the album let mm-hmm. it be they're getting ready to record it, and John like John's like, let's hurry up and get this over with. I've only got two notes in this song. And I'm like, do you know what you're getting ready to do? Do you have a grasp of the song that you guys are getting ready to fucking I don't, record? Sometimes I think that even the greatness is so effortless that you don't even realize it, you know? Like it wasn't a big deal. It's like uh That is legitimately one of the It's like Bo Jackson stroking a ball. Yeah. He just don't think about it. Just know? offhand, I've only got two notes in the song, and he's playing bass, and he doesn't like playing bass at all, apparently. God. <laughs> I can't sing when I play the bass. <laughs> Fucking we like were just four boys. Liverpool accents. <laughs> so, uh. Uh, another thing, what else did I watch? Uh, Dark Knight Trilogy, that was a lot of fun. Did you watch The Wheel of Time? I watched the first episode. What do you think? I liked it okay. 
but not enough to make me go back. No, that's the thing. It, 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 it did not Sunday. catch me. It did not grab me. Um, I knew it was going to happen. Eventually, I'm going to watch it. Right. But I think it that just did not grab me the way like Thrones did. Thrones know? was the beginning of that show was was masterful. It, it was a you know the shot of the wall, and then you know. I, I can't wait for House of the Dragon. Like the opening shot of that's going to be fucking epic. Some uh, another fun thing is my mom's been watching uh, Sopranos. Oh, really? Yes, yeah, she used to watch it with me whenever uh, I would be home visiting, or I think the summer before I, my senior year, it might have came out. Mm-hmm. No, it was the summer after my senior year. It came out, so she would watch it with me, and um, like she doesn't pay attention to anything, right. so she's already had to restart the whole the whole first season because <laughs> she's like, I don't know why they're whacking all these. Guys. <laughs> <laughs> I, I did something I shouldn't have done when it came to that. I went back and watched a uh, supercut of Ralphie with uh, oh god with that prostitute. Jesus, it was not good. Did, did you just want to? I just kind of want some hate for Joe Pan, Joe Panaliano? I just wanted to remember if it was as terrible as I was when he was beating her. It made me physically ill. You gotta know, have a bad guy to have a good guy. I know, but he was just that, the, that that little girl and beating her to in death. In a like show that. where there's no good guys, imagine how bad the bad guy has to fucking. I understand, be. but it also you know made I mean? me hate Tony and the rest of them that much more because they didn't value her life at all. She yeah. was she was a piece of garbage to them, literally. They said, "Just wrap her up and we'll toss her somewhere." I was like, "That's somebody's daughter who was loved." You are all a bunch of goomba pieces of shit. You know, yeah. it's just like I and, think that's the, and I and I know that's the reason they did it. That's the whole show. Yes, there's I, nobody to root for. Right. You want to root? I think they do it because at times you're rooting for Tony or somebody else. Yeah. But then they bring it back to you. Hey, Let you know. this is not a good person. Yeah. You know. So same same thing with this, uh, Breaking Bad. Yeah. You should not be rooting for Walt. You should be rooting so for hard not to. Sometimes he's so good. <laughs> With the thing with the nitrite where they blow that lock off, I'm like, yeah. he's so fucking awesome. You know, like you should be rooting for his brother-in-law, the cop. Well, the, oh God, Hank, I, I liked. Oh, no, that's not true. I don't like Hank at all. He's the kind of guy. He's a great actor, though. He is he's great. Dude. Show. You know how many? You know how many things he's in? He's in lots of. He's stuff. in. He's in the '80s action staple. He was in Total Recall. Fuck yeah, he was. He's in uh, Lethal Weapon. He's in. Um, fuck, what else is he in? He's in a bunch of shit. Um. I didn't realize until this this second that one of the guys from uh, Lethal Weapon 2 was in Aliens. Yeah. I fucking didn't realize that. And of course, um, Jeanette Silverstein, who played Vasquez on, oh man, you know. She aged rough, huh? She was fucking smoking hot, though. Mm-hmm. And she's not a bad looking older lady. No, she's got herself a. I think she's got a store now or something. Yeah, it's for because her boobs are ginormous. Yeah, I mean nobody ever realized that because she kind of taped them down. But she she, I read an article. She was like a G cup or something. Jesus Christ! And she had to. She now makes bras for women with giant, giant boobs. That's a service. It is. All right, I'm going all the way back on Dean Norris's career. Okay, he's been in 174. Oh things. my god! You know where he starts? Where? A TV show called The Equalizer. I remember 85 that. 85 to 89. I remember that very much, actually. Leap of Faith. That's what the movies are based on. Police Story. Okay. Police Academy 6, City Under Siege in 89. <laughs> Beauty and the Beast TV show, Lethal Weapon 2. Yep. Hard to Kill. Total Recall. Gremlins 2. Um, I didn't realize he was in Gremlins 2. Terminator 2 Judgment Day, which I, might be the best Terminator. I remember Terminator. that. I remember that. Till death do us part. Lawnmower man. Didn't realize. So that. he's a nineties action staple. Yes. Barbarians at the gate. 
The Firm. The Firm was so good. Yeah, it was. The Last Seduction. That I bet that was like a late night Cinemax. Movie. No, it was um, it's Linda Fiorentino. Yeah, 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 a, yeah, yeah. Okay, I remember her. It was a critical smash, like everybody talked about. Great, she in, was. and she was in a few episodes of NYPD Blue. Yeah, Married he's. All, I think he he might have been a cop. Seems like he might have been a cop. He seems like a cop type guy, and he is a tremendous actor. I yeah, mean, he's great. But I was going to say the thing I liked rooting for Walt is when he that dealing with Tico. Tuco. Tuco, whatever. that I hated that fucker. That guy's a really good actor because mm-hmm. I hated him so badly. It's, it's, it's just one of those moments where you hate seeing him on the screen because you hate the, the character so much. Sometimes you forget that the actor is acting. You mm-hmm. know? You're like, I hate that motherfucker. And you should stop at those times like, that guy's a good actor. But Yeah, I completely forgot Joffrey was in Dark Knight. I'm like, oh, yeah. Joffrey's in Dark That's Knight. That's crazy. I think it's because they filmed in Elstree Studios, which was uh, in, uh, it's in London. Um, but when he had the magnesium, I think it's magnesium sulfate or something like that, and he throws it down and it blows up, you know, that was awesome. And he put that psychopath back on his heels, you know, by kind of scaring him, you know, <laughs> it was fucking awesome. I loved it. Um, but then he killed Jane and he, you know, or let her die. Yeah, that, they, I love Jane. I was a, I was a massive Kristen Ritter Jane. Yeah, black I was a Jane fan. She's so hot. I didn't really think she's that really that pretty or anything. I just liked the character a lot. She was so she was a really sweet. You know, I like the fact that they cast a uh, John Delancey in the, as her dad. He's a Star Trek. Uh, he's a Star Trek stalwart. He played Q. Hmm. I think you have something in your yard that I have an allergic reaction to. Really. Yeah, because I felt fine, and now I feel flushed and uh, hard to breathe, and I noticed it, it really hit me when I got out of the car here. I felt fine until I got here. I think it's one of your trees is I'm allergic to. I have a red bud and some sort of a white maple, sugar maple or something it's, like that. I don't know, or it might be some... some Those bushes are it could be, azaleas I, of some sort. Hollies, another hollies. I mean, I feel like I have a fever. I don't, but I feel like I also, have... Also, I actually have my heat on. Well, no, but that's, you know. And I don't dust. But I know what it is, too. Uh, after working all day sometimes where that heat heat's exposed my face, it makes me, it, I retain heat, all, you know. It's, yeah, you're it's an insulator. <laughs> You've always been an, I've always said that about you. I've always said that. <laughs> I've always said that about him. He's an insulator. He's one of the best insulators. God, that motherfucker. <laughs> um, <clears throat> trying to think of other stuff that I've watched that you might be interested in. There's a show called Yellow Jackets on. Showtime. I've heard about it's that. Cool. It's, it's uh, some crazy Lord of the Flies shit, I think. You know, the actual story. That's a fun way to say something. It was a very Dennis way to say, <laughs> say something. The actual story of the Lord of the Flies, it worked out fine. They were fine. That <laughs> they had to rewrite the story so it'd be an interesting book. Or somebody fictional. It was based on a real thing? I think. It actually happened, and the boys worked it out because they're scouts. They know what they were doing. Right. But in order... Did you see the 90s version of that? Yeah. It was rough. It was not a good movie, but then it would had, it had moments that were truly like bizarre and disturbing to watch. Like the Some of the young actors were... Balthazar Getty was in it, and he went on to have somewhat of a career. He didn't really Yeah, he much. was in the, the Trojan War. He was um, in... No, he, he was in Troy. No, the Trojan War it was a, it was a teen sex romp about trying to have sex, and the Trojan is the condom. 
neat. Uh, he was in Lost Highway, which was a David Lynch movie. He was in uh, Young Guns 2. Do you believe that's the superior Young Guns? As a Western? Yes. As a, is it a movie that I had more fun watching? No. Uh, Young Guns 2 is actually a good Western. I don't know if you're a Westerns guy. Um, I, I'll, if I see a good one, I like it. Like I like Django and I liked... Um, I don't know if I consider it a Western, oddly enough. I do. It is and it isn't because it's set in the South, really. Right. I mean, it's it has Western They're elements. They're wearing cowboy hats, you know. Well, but I, I, I consider Logan. Logan is a Western. I consider that a Western. Um, He's the, the old gunslinger, you know. Going on for the last ride. Um, um, I like all of... Um, <clears throat> Um, I like the Unforgiven, I believe, but it's been so long. Tombstone's dope. Um, Tombstone got shit on by the critics when it first came out. Fuck them. I mean, it, I can't believe that. I think one, I think a couple of them realized how great Val Kilmer was, but a couple of them accused him of overacting. I was like, Val Kilmer overacting? <laughs> Let me clutch my pearls at that. Go fuck yourselves. That's what he does. If he hadn't have overacted, it wouldn't have been so great. Yeah. I mean, it's, I think that character needed to be a little bit outlandish. And he was that way to a certain degree, everybody says, that he was very, you know, he's a dentist. And then he got tuberculosis and just decided to become a gunfighter. Got the Burke. Um, I liked uh, the assassination of Billy the Kid by the Coward Robert Ford. I have not seen that. I liked it. It's pretty, I mean, Shane. it's a, have it's you a seen slow Shane? mover. I'm sure I've seen Shane. Billy Jack. Yeah, that's a, the, the movie my parents went and saw on the first date was Billy, Billy Jack. Billy Jack. Yeah. That's actually kind of awesome. Um, uh, the Man Who Shot Liberty Valance. I know I watched that when I was a kid. My dad, we would watch Bonanza, Gunsmoke. We'd watch... Um, any Clint Eastwood movie all the way up to and including any of the Dirty Harry's that was a Clint Eastwood fucking guy. Um, not a big John Wayne guy, though. I I didn't like John Wayne in a lot of things. I liked him in The Man Who Shot Liberty Valance. But, oh, and, and uh, I've never watched The Shootist, but I know I would like it because that, that was his last role. That's when he had cancer really bad. And I loved was, him and as a... Uh, Genghis Khan. Genghis Khan. <laughs> that's one I'm of the, most, the great Khan. It's <laughs> one of the most notorious fucking pieces of shit in you history. You know the makeup that they put on him made him sick? <laughs> well, did you know that they shot it in a radioactive site and most of the cast That's what cancer. it was. It wasn't the makeup. Yeah. Okay, yeah. yeah. Was <laughs> that, like, that's what it was. They didn't realize, back then it was the 60s, they didn't realize how bad radioactivity was. I mean, they did, but they didn't. They're like, well, you know, it's... Go shoot a movie. Yeah. Who gives I mean, a shit? Plus, he was a like a five-pack-a-day smoker. Oh, yeah. I mean, he was a heavy smoker. Uh, and probably only ate red meat. Probably didn't take a shit for the last 30 years of his life. <laughs> but I still, I mean, that scene with him and Lee Marvin where uh, Jimmy Stewart plays in Man Who Shot Liberty Valance, and Liberty Valance is Lee Marvin, and uh, he's carrying Tom... Donovan, who's John Wayne's food, out to his table, and Lee Marvin trips him. And then uh, John Wayne gets up and he says, uh, "He's like, that's my steak, Valance. Pick it up." And then he's, Lee Marvin is kind of like tries to shrug him off. He's like, "You heard him, dude. Pick it up." Talking to Jimmy uh, to uh, Jimmy Stewart. Well, well, I guess I'll pick it up then. And he's kind of like just trying to get pick himself up at that point. And he's like, "No." I told you to pick it up, Valance. And then when his man tries to pick it up, and he kicks him and knocks him down. And then they're both, you know, getting ready to do They're going to do it. It's time. They're going to start blazing, you know. And Jimmy Stewart breaks him up. But the coolest thing about it was is that Liberty Valance was terrified. 
He knew he was going to die if he shot Tom Donovan. He tried to pull his gun on him at the end. He's like, just do it. And then one of his men tried to do something, and then Pompey, who was the black dude standing with a rifle over his arm, cocking it. Was it's been like, a long time. That's a badass that fucking scene. Like it's one of the best. Is there a Western way to watch scene. that for free? Maybe I'll get it's into on. That. It's on uh, Showtime. It's on Showtime or Stars. I can't remember which one. Let's look it up. I know it. I know you'll be able to watch it through Amazon because I watched it uh, just like two weeks ago. Nineteen sixty-two. Ninety-four percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Shit, to me that's low. I mean that's. I think it should be like what kind of standard did they have back then? To I mean, because they're they're going by the reviews of back then too. Sure, but I think I mean John Ford. Like I've said this quote a thousand times, but I like saying it, so I'm going to say it again. You know, they asked a director, you know, who are the great greatest three directors of all time. He said John Ford, John Ford, John Ford. Everybody bites from him. Uh, Well, I mean that long shot that's like when they open the movie and you see the tiny. Carriage and you see all the Dune. the juxtaposition. Yes, they all bite from that. He he created that. Aaron Elena watched Dune this week. What did they think? Loved it. Yeah, it actually made Aaron want to watch um, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. So they watched that after Dune. I don't like the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy movie. Let's let's get into that for a second. I'll cede the floor to you because I've never watched it. I don't like it, and I want to like it. I love Martin Freeman. I like most deaf. I don't like most deaf in that role because he doesn't fit. Um, it's not because he's a black guy. Um, I need a Brit to play that role. There is nothing more pithy and British than Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. It needs to be as British as you can make it because that's the way it's written and that's the way it reads. You know, the inter- when they intercut parts of the best one to watch and you can still watch it, i think on amazon is the 1980 version like it's a series isn't it? yes it's like four or five maybe six episodes it's fucking brilliant it is so fucking funny like um th- th- when they would cut away and they do something like uh you know the He's like, the pan-galactic gargoblaster is the most powerful drink in existence. And then it talks about this stuff. And then, uh, and all of it is just clever stuff you wouldn't think about. Like, something happened on Earth and this alien race swore vengeance and they traveled thousands of light years to get here and lost half the armada when they got here. And they say, and a passing dog swallowed him in his sleep because they, they, they didn't realize how big this planet was. You know what I mean? It's like, it's filled with that kind of stuff where it's just, he was such a, Douglas Adams was such a great writer. So fucking brilliant and a brilliant man and a sexual dynamo. I don't even know what he looked like. Um, what was his name? Douglas Adams. Um, and he actually wrote some Doctor Who, some Tom Baker Doctor Who's under a uh, under a pen name, which it doesn't shock me. Because oh, that guy fucks. Definitely. Yeah, that I guy mean, fucks. Um, have you watched have you watched any of the, the Tom Baker Doctor Who's? That's the old one scarf. Yes, that's the one I watched when I was a kid. And have you watched it, any recently? I haven't went back and watched you need any. to like start with the first one robot and it's a four part, you know, and then uh it's yeah, he's so much fun to watch. Okay, he, and he was, and I think he's passed away, but he, I think he died of cancer. But eleventh two thousand one, not even fifty years old, dude. Yeah, oh shit, man! Nineteen fifty two. That's fucking terrible. Um, but he, 
I mean, the show suits the book. And I, I think it's better as a show anyway. There's so much stuff in it. There's, you know, the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy is only one book. The other books are uh, The Restaurant at the End of the Universe. And I think the last one's uh, The Universe and Everything. The Life, the Universe, and Everything. And then So Long, so long and all, for all Thanks the for All the Fish, you know. Mostly Harmless. There's another one. <laughs> it's one of the funniest parts of the book. They're like, he's like, there's got to be something about Earth because they just blew it up. And he's just like, well, let me look it up. And he's looking up at the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. It's a screen, of course. He said, Harmless. He's like, what is that? He's like, they've amended it. Mostly harmless. He's like, that's my planet. That's where I'm from. You know, it's so good. I have a question. Yep. Do you think it's possible that Jeremy Renner also plays Max Mom from Always Sunny in Philadelphia? <laughs> I think it's highly possible. Uh, because they look alike to me. They really do. Charlie's mom, I've, she used to be hot. I showed you that, didn't I? I mean, he's as the older he's getting, the more he's looking like Max's mom from Always Sunny. Check it out. Oh God, he really is. <laughs> oh, that grunt means she's happy. <laughs> <laughs> I'll show you pictures of she. Like I said, Charlie's mom, when she was young, oh, I remember. was a pretty lady. Ginormous rock. She was in Pee Wee's Playhouse. Yeah, she played Miss Yvonne. She had giant breasticles. That was one of the last things. I was After Pee Wee had you know, gotten basically canceled for doing what he did, they made a couple last episodes of the show, and they're doing this thing where there's turbulence on an airplane. They're like playing, you know, and Miss Yvonne's tits are just shaking everywhere. <laughs> and Pee-wee's looking at them. I'm like, this, this is a kid's show. I mean, because they're up here. They're like, you know. <laughs> oh, fuck. Hmm. I haven't watched it yet, but there's a Jagged Little Pill documentary about... Um, Last Morset. Last Morset's... That would be a fine documentary. Yeah, that, I'd like to watch You it. know, I bought that album after I heard You Ought to Know. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'd love that song. So I bought that album and I, you know, I, I feel like Millhouse here <laughs> when Bart brings the dog to school. I knew the dog before he, before yeah. he came in here. And I feel like that a little bit. But it's true. I bought that and No Doubt. I was listening to No Doubt like way before they hit. And I was like, this is awesome shit. And, you know. I haven't watched it yet, but there's just an article from HuffPost. The Jagged documentary doesn't feature any women of color. That is a huge misstep. What? It's a documentary about Alanis Morrison. Some of these fucking reviews of this shit are so fucking ridiculous and out there. It is impossible to take it seriously. And people are stopping. People are stopping taking seriously. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. It's just, it's absolutely asinine, you know. Um, Shang Chi is on uh, Disney Plus now for free. Yeah, yeah, I'm not going to watch it either. <laughs> <laughs> I like how every look Shang Chi. We're like, mm. uh, it was fine. Yeah, it's it was a one watcher. You need to yeah. see it to see the continuity and see and Spider Man movies are hundred watchers. I've watched each of the last two at least four times. Shit, I I was on a kick there for a while. I was, I was watching a uh, Homecoming like. Homecoming's almost, the first one. Yeah, I was watching like almost every. I've night. probably watched that one six times all the way through. I've watched and those are fun to like turn 50 on times. and take a sleep. Yeah, exactly. I mean, they're like I said, it's a '70s Spider-Man feel, you know, in a 
in a new movie. And Tom I don't, Holland. Did, I don't know how they pull that off. I honestly don't. You have to get a kid that's fucking you believe. Well, I, I did, believe him. I, but I pride myself on understanding the mechanics of why something works. Like I know why Ghostbusters Afterlife works. I know the little things. I I don't have a lot of gifts in life, but one of my gifts is story and the way things work and you know how the interconnections. I can write a hell of a story on the fly and I can and I know when a story is unfolding before me and why it works. I don't know why it feels like that. It, 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 it feels like the 70s. It does. Just like how the new the Ghostbusters Afterlife, it felt like we were watching an 80s movie. It really did. Like I was talking to somebody. And it I, felt like a standby. I told him. Or, um, yes. I said, you know that feeling we used to get going to the movies in the 80s? I said, that. All of that. It felt like Goonies. It felt like all of those. Somebody said it was. Uh, Kevin Smith said it was a Goonies movie. He loved it, of Great. course. Yeah. I bet yeah. Kevin Smith cried through the entire thing. Absolutely. I bet yeah. when he did, because he usually does reviews on his mm-hmm. YouTube, I bet he cried during the entire review. He probably did. Kevin Smith rules. He does. They shit on him for He-Man. I mean, it's he wanted to do something different with it, and it might not have worked. It was I a, didn't watch it. It was a gamble. I know. watched the first episode. I haven't episode. watched it either, I mean, I, but it's not for us. It's not for 40, 40-something-year-old 40 dudes. It's, he's got a daughter, and he wanted to, you know, I don't know. The member berries didn't quite line up for people on that one. But they sure lined up for Ghostbusters. Fuck yes, they did. And they did the strong female lead, two of them, really, without beating you over the head. But that's the thing is that people are complaining about that. Who? The woke people. Really? Yes. They did it with They're complaining that, say that, they, that's, that said Ghostbusters 2016 was did strong female aid so much better. I'm like, go fuck yourself. It did no, not. It, didn't. it made them look weak. Exactly. Because you're. I'm going to pause while you're standing up. Elena was talking about the last night how it does the strong female lead without beating you over the head with it. Yeah. And I think she was getting at that she doesn't want to feel pandered to. Yes. Of course, she wants to see women in strong roles, but she doesn't want to feel like you're a retarded little girl. Here, here's you a strong female lead. Exactly. Now shut the fuck and up. And that's exactly what they fucking do. With so many of them, they do that. The scene in Endgame where all the women line up and do the thing. It's like, you didn't have to do that. They were strong. We believe that they're strong. They're awesome. I, you know? I kind of like that scene in a way. Like I, I know it was goofy and ham-handed, ham-fisted, I mean, but I, I kind of liked it. I mean, I liked it before that reason. I'm like, guys, I can see what you're doing here. Yeah. Everybody can see what you're doing here. I still like it. You know, it's just. Also, they might reference back to it later and make fun of it because they do that a lot. Yeah, I know. That's one thing that I like about them. Um, I, what I wish they would do, though, um, and I hope they're, you know, thinking about this is. Fuck, I lost it. <laughs> I was saying that sometimes they'll reference things and make fun of them. Oh, like um, when Cap says, I can do this all day and he's fighting himself, he goes, I can do, I know. I, yeah, that was I good. Know. That was very skillful. But at the same time, the thing where they, um, God, <laughs> I can't believe I lost it again. <laughs> oh, the thing where they do the, the joke, like something big happened. That happened. Joke. Yeah. They need to quit doing that because mm-hmm. it's now a formula. It was so that was the Eternals, the whole thing. You know what I mean? And it did not work. There wasn't a lot of that in Ghostbusters. There wasn't. Because everything that was happening was just funny. Like, <laughs> Well, and, and just... You don't need to... I don't know. It's, it's like DC 
when they when notorious went back and added jokes. Don't fucking do that. Yeah, they did that with the first um, Suicide Squad. Yeah, and with Justice League, it was. I heard you can talk to fish. Shut the fuck up. That was never funny. That was never funny. Drove me crazy. Um, you haven't watched the new Suicide Squad yet, have you? I've watched some of it, but I got to be honest, I have not sat down and watched it. I need to. You're going to love it. I know. Well, I, li- I loved what I saw. Yeah. It was it's, definitely good. It's um, James Gunn all over. His his shit. It's not his fingerprints. His semen's all over. <laughs> it's fucking great. <laughs> yeah. What else you want to talk about? Anything else come up interesting uh, in the news? No, I haven't. You know, I haven't paid attention to the news. Neither um, have I really. Well, there, well, there was that. <clears throat> we covered it in mass yesterday where that uh, a guy drove an SUV through that parade oh, there God, last that Sunday. Oh, God, that was so awful. That was so awful. Those, those poor kids. We we each had a rant about it yesterday, so we don't really need to talk about it again. Well, what, what was your rant? I'm curious. Well, the way it's being covered is it's an SUV that drove through a parade, not a person drove an SUV through a parade. It was not a Tesla. It was an SUV that a person, a human being, intentionally drove through a parade. What does, what in does order the to hurt have people. anything to do with it? It doesn't. Yeah. The person intentionally drove through the parade to hurt people. Right. It's not being covered like that. It's being covered like it's an SUV. It's being covered as though it's an accident. It was... That guy's a piece of shit. He intentionally meant to hurt people. Yeah, at least in the headlines that I've seen. And of course, I have not done a shitload of research. At least in the headlines I've seen, that's the biggest critique is they're just acting as though... Why are they doing that? I don't know. Is it racial? It's possible. I think it might be. I think it's... Also, it happened not very far from Kenosha. Um... Black guy was was the driver, rap sheet a mile long, which right. doesn't matter what you did before doesn't matter, but it doesn't. it doesn't make it make you look good. No, it doesn't. He might have been. I think it's being said that he was fleeing another situation. I mean, once you burst through the barricades, and then you see a bunch of people in front of you, hit your brakes and go somewhere, find another route. You know. Well, and I don't know, man. I, I just I, I and. They make fun of this, like Bill Burr made fun of this, and they made fun of this on Family Guy and stuff. But when you do have children, it does change everything. Oh, yeah, I know. I mean, it's like Aaron and Elaine are going to be like that now, too. I know. It's going gonna, it's gonna to hit them real hard, things like that. You know, um, it's just the, the – had it either killed or hurt my daughter, I would have killed him. I would have tracked down to where that SUV and then dragged him out of the car and killed him with my bare hands. You know, it's just – and and how people didn't do that. I mean, there was some father out there who was who was going to do mm-hmm. that, and they probably restrained him or something like that. And yeah. you know, um, my mom was telling me, or we were watching. You remember the uh, the episode where Meadow and her friends are on a soccer team, and all the everybody's really into the soccer team, and turns out the soccer coach is molesting one of the girls on the mm-hmm. team, and when they found found out about it it's not going to go well for the coach. And my mom was like, why are they so like, why, why are they going to go kill this guy because of that? And I was like, mom, imagine what would have happened if it was one of your kids and Larry found out about it. She goes, Oh, never mind. <laughs> never mind. Yeah. Okay. Exactly. Sometimes she forgets that this is a, like these things actually do happen, right? To people, she never fathomed that somebody would the gymnast thing? would hurt one of us. Yeah, there's no way. There is no way I would have allowed him to live. I would have. It's like the guy who 
one of the fathers said, uh, judge, can you, your honor, can you give me five minutes alone with this guy? She goes, as much as I'd love to, I cannot. Yeah. That's not justice. I understand it. It's like the guy who killed the karate instructor who molested his son and kidnapped him, all that stuff, waiting for him in the airport, had a gun, turned and shot him. Should have pinned a medal on him. Cops wrestled him down, even hit him a little bit. You know, they should have. I don't know, man. I think he got off. He did. It's justifiable homicide. But then you had people against that. Well, we don't need vigilante. Go fuck yourself. Go fuck yourself. In that situation, that kid is ruined for life. He he can never sleep with the lights out again. He can never. He, he fucked him up and destroyed his life. He deserves at least that. You know, mm-hmm. it's just. Uh. Um, I was going to go somewhere take it in a different direction <laughs> that might have been worse but i can't remember what it was <laughs> um hmm. i can't think of any what the thing i was gonna say this is awesome this is great radio <laughs> we're so good at this yeah we usually are <laughs> yeah we were, we're okay yeah. at it yeah it's a rough day we've had a long day oh man it's been this week has been kicked kicked the shit out of me played a little bit of disc golf today played doubles um and like the little league, me and Adam Bryant and a guy named Jake and a guy named Sam, those Jake and Sam are good. Mm-hmm. So one of us each was on their team because yeah. me and Adam aren't good yet. These guys have been playing a long time and like, but, but they're not so good that I was like in awe. So I was like, you know, I could get this good. Sure. When I was watching them, they're also 15, 20 years younger than me. But a, I mean, I, I like to think that it's doesn't make a difference. It does with like, this. So I don't know that it like, I, I'm keeping myself limber and strong and stuff. Mm-hmm. So I think I should be able to get there. And plus it's, there's some explosivity to it, but not a whole lot. So I should be able to get decent. Like, well, I mean, the last thing that leaves is your power. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, that's actually a, a comfort to me. I mean, yeah. I've, that's what they say about fighters too. Last thing you, you lose, you lose your chance. That's something we could talk about. Jake Paul is going to get fucking killed. Tommy Fury is going to kill him. Um, I don't doubt that. Uh, and he and he was talking shit to Tyson Fury. Jake Paul was, dude. I understand the gimmick. Jesus Christ! I know you're trying to get people to hate this you. This isn't a game stuff. to them. You're going to get killed. This you're is gonna, not a game. I know, and that's Fury. the thing. That's the thing that 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 makes it so annoying for me is the fact that they have. And I've discussed this ad nauseum that. I like what they did. I like the fact they trained so hard for something and worked for something and all that stuff. I like that. I, I admire the when com- they didn't have to. Exactly. I, I admire the commitment and and the discipline. I love that. But coming in there and thinking that you're going to get in the ring with a fighter and then talking shit because you beat a couple of guys that are over the hill, that's annoying. And people now really want to see you get your fucking head knocked off. And Tommy Fury will, Fury will do it for you. Those motherfuckers are no joke. They're Irish gypsies. They don't fuck around. That kid's been fighting since he could fucking walk. Jake Paul, I mean, it's like Batman. <laughs> you know, I was born in the dark. Yeah. It's part of me. You had to come to it. Molded by it. That's exactly what, I mean, he's, he's in, him and his brother are in denial now. They've started to read their own press, and you can tell. He showed up for the... And I know he was doing it for effect. I get all that. I know when people, you know, they're just doing that to piss you off. Yeah, I know that. But at the same time, it doesn't make it any less irritating. They're pissing. They're also pissing off the people that they might end up fighting. Yeah, and that, and you could tell he was going after 
uh, he started arguing with with Tommy and Tyson Fury's dad. I'm like, uh, that guy could kill you. <laughs> what do you think his son is going to do to you? Yeah, you know. And Logan Paul saying stuff about Mike Tyson. We've discussed that. The Mike's a sport and all that stuff. But that that gets to him in some fundamental level. It will. And Mike and Mike Tyson will kill him. I mean, it's just you know, Mike Tyson had to smoke weed before his uh, exhibition match against to keep Roy from Jones killing Jr. Roy Jones Jr. Yeah. Yeah, um, because he would he would fuck up Roy Jones Jr. I yeah, mean, I mean it's just shit. I, and I I'm I like Roy Jones Jr. I do too. He's great. Yeah, he's seems to be a really nice guy. He does, um, and was one of the greatest fighters to ever live. I mean, he's didn't throw a jab, lead left hook. You know that? Really? Yeah. He, he did not throw in, a jab at all. Always came in with a lead left hook. It's kind of like the way I fight. Yeah. I'm just going to bank on it. You know? Yep. Sometimes it's going to bite me on the ass. Luckily, I've never been, I've never lost a fight. So, you know, but I've not been in a, I've not been in anything close to a lot of fights. I've been in a few and I've won them. And, you know, luckily I fought bigger guys who didn't know how to fight. <laughs> I mean, they could fight, but. You know, if I, if I had a smaller guy who knew what he was doing, I'd have got killed. You know, but I was fighting a bigger guy who's going to try to fight me, power for power, and not to toot, not to toot my own horn, but I can hit really hard, and I, that's the reason I won. So, most of my fights have been with my brothers. So, yeah, but your brothers, I mean, yeah, it wasn't fun. I'm sure not. You, you had to earn it. Back your, your brothers <laughs> in Dixie, you had to fucking earn it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, your one brother I know is no chump. He would. Be. He is not. <laughs> Had the fucking reach on me too. Oh Jesus, he's eight feet tall. Yeah. Um, I'm looking for this song. It's a great new song came out. You about ready to wrap this up? We're over. Well, no, an hour and forty minutes now. Sure. Let's. Yeah, I'm. I'm pretty much done. I've ran out of stuff to talk about. Oh great. Oh, I did want to mention that I played disc golf on Sunday or Thursday. I'm sorry. Against Adam and Jamo, and I did beat them by four, five, and six strokes collectively. Well, that's awesome. It felt pretty good. Yeah. Got to be honest. Jamo's really good, too. He's getting there. I I just didn't hit as many trees as them. That's all it boils down to. <laughs> well, that's half of it. <laughs> that is half of it. I didn't hit as many trees, and uh, my upshots didn't hit trees, so that's all it boils. I was still 10 over. Yeah. It wasn't good, but we were playing from the long tees. I just want to rub that into Adam's face. He did beat me today in... Um, doubles so he kind of got even because he won 10 bucks <laughs> anyway what song you want to go out on uh, there's actually a there's a new last gang tune um, oh you already got her hooked up sweet I'm looking for it right now shit any clue what the name of it is Give me action. I got it right here. Oh, I was thinking it might have been something like uh, Hitler wasn't all bad. Or... <laughs> no, they're de- <laughs> they're definitely the uh, other side of punk. I'm gonna, it's actually it's a good song. It's a long punk song, man. It's like over three minutes. Hmm. And they, the lead singer's a girl. She's a gal. She's a hoss, and she's hot. So here we go. You know, I was thinking you'd be attracted to who Artemis from It's Always Sunny. I was. I yeah. am. She looks when she like wants she's to right be, she's real pretty. Yeah, she's right up your alley. Anyway, thanks for listening, you bunch of queeves. Um, go fuck yourselves. Lead a fuse under the new door.
Give me, give me action. 